Marcus Hilula, uh, because we'll see he's he's quite uh, he appears quite a lot in this week's uh, shiur. Uh, it's also a good uh, <clears throat> introduction to our preparation for Chag Matan Torah. So let us begin with our mitzvah of Talmud Torah on page 129. The mitzvah, obviously, but also Chazal tell us in Shabbat Lamed Aleph, after 120 years, what's going to happen? The first questions are going to be asked. Did we act faithfully in business? And did we dedicate time to learn Torah? And another few questions, but we see from here that this is one of the major questions uh, that we're going to, or one of the first questions we're going to be asked when we get up to Shemaim. And how are we going to be able to answer it? So in order to be able to answer that question, we have to know, well, what was my obligation? And did I, did I live up to the obligation or not? So that's what we're going to try and understand um, in the beginning of this year. What are the parameters of the obligation for people to learn Torah? Um, let me say that this week's year we'll be focusing more on men's obligation. Next week's year we'll also be focusing on women's obligation. Two different, uh, two different obligations, different parameters, etc. So everyone knows the famous brighter brought down in Masechet Brachot. And the brighter says as follows, Tanu Rabbanan, Brachot Aflamed Hey, Tanu Rabbanan, the brighter tells us, Vasafta de Ganecha, and you will gather your grains, which we say in the second paragraph of Shema. Matamudomar, why did the Torah have to tell me that? Because I already learned in Sefer Yoshua, that the Torah should not depart from your mouth, right? And you should delve into it both day and night. So I might have thought that I have to understand that Pasuk literally. And if I have to take that Pasuk literally, there's, I shouldn't be working or doing anything else. I should be studying Torah day and night, 24-7. Therefore, Talmud Lomar, the Torah tells me, Vasafta de Gonecha, Hanheg Bahen Minhag Derech Eretz, Divrei Rabbi Ishmael. That the Torah tells me, no, you gotta go and um, gather your crops, you gotta go and get a job. And that is the balance that Rabbi Ishmael suggests, is, is the, the, the way of the Torah is telling us. We obviously have to learn Torah, but when the Torah says, it's not literal that, you know, that's a 24-7 operation. You have to learn Torah and you have to get a job. And, and we'll try and see what the balance is according to Rabbi Ishmael. But definitely Rabbi Ishmael seems to be implying that we should be doing both. Comes along Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai Omer. Rabbi Yochai says, A person, what's he going to do? He's going to... Uh, um, plow in the time of plowing and sowing in the time of sowing and harvest the time of harvesting and then winnow and thresh at all the times when you're going to have Torah Matei Aleah what's going to be with learning Torah this guy's never going to get a chance to go to the Beit Midrash Ella how does he understand the directive of the Torah when we're doing what we should be doing that's when then other people are going to work for us. Other people, strangers, not Jews, will do the work for us. Maybe robots. Filipinos. Sorry? Filipinos. Could be. But in time when Am Yisrael do not do as they meant to. As the Torah says, Vasafta de Ganecha. Rav Shimon Ba Yochai is explaining Vasafta de Ganecha is not a directive, but almost as a punishment. That's not the ideal. The ideal isn't that we should go and work. The ideal is uh, we should be sitting in the Beit Midrash. And, um, and if we're not doing it as we should be doing, so we'll be forced to go out and work. But it doesn't seem like it's an ideal. Yes. Two questions. Right? Question number one. Excellent question, right? Right. 
not the opposite. Right, right, and right. Number two, when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says what he says, does he mean if all of Yisrael is doing Ritzan Hashem or if I as an individual am doing Ritzan Hashem Because if it refers to all of Am Yisrael, right. then as much a tzaddik as I may be, I still have to go to work. Right. Because Hodges Harrington, the third question, is according to him, the first question that's asked is, What kind of question is that? Okay. Excellent questions. Excellent questions. Uh, just, just to answer the second question. The, the question is, how... Uh, the pshat of Asafta Deganecha is Vaya im Shamuatishmo al mitzvotai rat and then Hashem will bring the rains. Vasafta Deganecha is a brocha. It's, it's, it sounds like it's a brocha. So how, how does Rabshim Bayochai turn it into a punishment? So the Rishonim and the Achronim all try and answer how he reads that, um, that pasuk, how he deals with the pshat. It's Shutoshal Mikrai. Very difficult to, to read it that way. So. I saw one answer where basically they say um, that you'll get food, but that's not the ideal. I.e., it, it's better than famine, right? but it's not the, it doesn't mean that we're doing Ritzon or Shomakom. It's like three stages. Stage one is your mom is not doing anything and you know, there's going to be famine. Stage two is you're doing enough that a Baruch is going to feed you, but you're still going to have to work. I, it's still a punishment. It's just... And stage three is, is, you know, when you're really doing what you're meant to be doing, then, then you, you won't even have to do that. It's also the whole beginning of Parashat's book in Kotah. Yeah. It's Parashat's same thing. Right. Uh, agreed. It's a, it's a difficulty that everyone asks on Rav Shimon Yochai how exactly it fits into the Pshutoshal Mikra. Again, that's one, one possible answer. But, so, just to summarize, according to Rabbi Yishmael, it seems like the directive of the Torah is for us to both learn Torah and to work. The directive from Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai seems that lechat chila, the ideal is that we should be sitting in the back midrash. Uh, anything less than that is out of necessity of uh, almost a punishment that we're not doing what we should be doing. Is it on a private level? Is it on a national level? Good question. But that seems to be his shita up until now. Now let's go to the Gemari Menachot. The Gemari Menachot is discussing a topic of lechem uh, hapanim, the, the showbread. Now the showbread had to be there, placed on it, tamid. It had to be there continually. Mm-hmm. And the Gemara discusses what does it mean to continually. So they, had, they changed the showbread once a week. Arab Shabbos, they used to put it in, right? So the question is, well, did they, how, how does it become continual if you have to change it? So one opinion in the Gemara is, well, basically... You slide the one bread in and the other bread out, and then there's never a, a second where the showbread isn't on the shulchan. The other opinion says the Gemara says, no, the word tamid doesn't mean continually, it means consistently, right? It doesn't mean every second, and therefore you can even have a few hours break. It's not a problem as long as it's there every day. Based on that, the Gemara says, and according to that understanding, that when we say tamid, it doesn't, we don't take it literally. Then now the Gemara says, and Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shimon Ba Yochai. Rabbi Yochanan says, based on this, says Rabbi Shimon Ba Yochai, Afilu lokara adam ele kriyat shma shachrit va'arvit. Even if a person just recited kriyat shma in the morning and the evening, kiyem lo yamush. He has fulfilled his obligation of you, the Torah shall never depart from your mouth. Because the word tamid doesn't mean constant, it doesn't mean continually, it means a certain consistency on that level. This is prohibited to say in front of an Amaret because people are going to think, ah. I just need to say Kriyat Shema. That's it. I don't need to come to a Tzurbash here. I don't need to learn my Daf Yomi. I don't need to do anything else. And Rava Amar Mitzvah Lo'omro Bifnei Amei Aretz. Rava says, it's actually a mitzvah to tell Amei Aretz. This will, um, this will encourage. encourage them to, wow, just Kriyat Shema and I get so much schar and it will encourage them that it's an attainable, uh, uh, something that it is attainable and it will allow them to continue learning. That's a pedagogic 
educational machlokes rabbi Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. We're not going to pass on that topic today. But um, now comes the Gemara and says, interestingly, a story. Sha'al ben Dama ben Achotosha Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael. The nephew of Rabbi Yishmael comes and asks him a question. Kagonani, for a person like myself, I've already learned all of Torah Kula, Kula, Tanakh, Shas, Poskim. What maulimot chokma yevanit? Can I go and learn chokma yevanit? We usually translate chokma yevanit as secular or a Greek wisdom, meaning secular wisdom. We think of when you think of chokma yevanit. So what jumps to mind is you know Socrates, Plato. That the truth is, is according to Rav Rishonim, Rav Rishonim, chokma yevanit is a, a language of trickery. It was basically some type of. Uh, uh, they used to use it uh, to, you know, I don't know, when you gamble, you need to have these trickery kind of uh, things. It's a, it's a discussion. I'm not going to get into secular, that's a, that's a separate issue, secular uh, studies. But, okay, so we can either understand that it's, he's asking, can I go learn secular studies or can I go learn this Chochma Yevanit or something else? So Rabbi Yishmael says, You have to study it day and night. Go find the time that's not day, that's not night. And that's when you can learn. So just before the question, it comes out that from the Gemara in Menachot Tzaditet, it's exactly the opposite. Here we see Rav Shimon Bayechai saying, all you have to do is Shachrit, Mariv, you fulfill the obligation. Comes along Rabbi Shmal, Rabbi Shmal sounds like you have to, he's taking this, this verse, it sounds like very literally that you have to learn Torah all day. How can you? What do you mean? Go and learn Chochma Yevanit. Is there any time that is not day and not night? The Torah says, the Sefer in your, the Pasuk in Yeshua says, So what's going on over here? It's exactly the opposite. In Brachot, Rabbi Shmuel is the one who is, we call it the pragmatic, I'll call him the modern Orthodox Jew, saying, you know, Torah and uh, go get a job and it's all, uh, you know, find the balance. And Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, Seems to be a very much kolel right wing approach. Sit and learn Torah. Anything less than that is is my mash bit Yeah. There, there were two phases of Rashi. Okay, that could already be an answer. But just before, yeah, I just want to clarify the question. And in Menachot, it seems the opposite. According to in Menachot, Hashem Baichai basically says you've got a minimal obligation. Once you've done that, seems Shalom Yisrael. As opposed to Rabbi Shmuel, which seemed to. When he was talking to his nephew, he said, no, what do you mean? You have to be learning all the time. You don't have time to learn What is the answer? So we first have to find an answer, both how to understand Rabbi Ishmael against Rabbi Ishmael, and we have to understand Rashbi against Rashbi, right? So, yes. So, so you were saying it could be that Rashbi, the two phases in his life, he came out of the cave once, he came out and then he went back into the cave when he, you know, he was destroying the world, when he didn't understand why people were working and he comes out a year later and maybe he's changed his opinion. So he's saying, Masechet Brachot was the first time he came out of the cave and Masechet Benachot was the second time he came out of the cave. Possible answer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. But yeah. so at, least, at least we've answered for Rashmi. Okay? But the establishment says right so does that mean well that some Mishnah could we'll see that we'll, every child is expected to become a Rebbe because in that way you're sitting and teaching Torah well first of all the Stam Mishnah doesn't necessarily have to agree with both Rashbi and Rabbi Shmuel could be taking a position I'm just first we have to understand what is the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel what is the opinion of Rashbi then we have to see well, who do we pass like? We're going to see some missioners either going going in all types of ways. Okay. And how could you hope she was? The new Israel. Yeah. 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 The Shach says there's no contradiction in Rashbi. 
because the Gemara in Menachot is quoting who? Amar Rabbi Yochanan Mishum Rav Shimon Ba Yochai. Now, Rabbi Yochanan had another rabbi. His name was Rav Shimon Ben Yehot Sadak. Now, it could very well be that the Girsa was Rashbi. And then later on, right, so someone wrote Rashbi for, for short. And then when they opened up the Roshay Tevot, they said Rav Shimon Ba Yochai, but they, didn't, they made a mistake and said Rav Shimon Ben Yehot Sadak. That's a possibility. If that would be the case, look, the, the, the Roshay Tevot, to make such a, a, a mistake is, is, is quite a... It's, 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 it's a legitimate possibility. Um, it's brought down in the Shach, but not, not necessarily that could be a second answer. A third answer could be that according to Rashbi, we're talking about two different types of people. I.e. For the Gemari Menachot, where he says basically people just do Shachrit and Mariv, that's Amcha. I.e. that's the local Josh Yid. He's telling them, this is, this is, what you need to do to fulfill your obligation, but don't let them know, don't let them know, because that's all they're going to do. He's clearly not talking to the Rosh Yeshiva and the Gedolei Ador. He's talking to Amcha, and he says, ah, but you should know, they fulfill their obligation, the minimum obligation, but don't let them know, because I want them to learn more. In the Gemari in, in, in Brachot, if you look at the wording, it says, Torah Matehei Aleh. He's not saying on a personal level, you know, you've got a chiyot, He's focusing on what's going to be with the Torah. I.e., if we're looking on a national level, he's here, talk, could be talking to a different group. He's talking to the Rosh Hashanah You guys have to be your man Valayla. If you're not, if you're going to take time to, 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 to work or whatever, what's going to be with the Torah? Forget your obligation. What's going to be with the Torah? We need a person who's going to be Rabbi Yashiv to sit from, you know, when he was six uh, years old until 102 and pretty much uh, never stopped learning because the Jewish world needs such a person. So it could be, that's another answer. The Rashbi over here is talking about two different uh, groups of people. A fourth answer could be that Rashbi over here is talking about a chiyuv versus an ideal. In the Gemara in Menachot, he's talking about the absolute chiyuv. Is that, is that the ideal? No, that's not the ideal. The ideal is, he's saying, that people basically should dedicate their lives to learning Torah. And if we're going with that answer, he's, he's not distinguishing between Doleador and Amcha. He's saying everyone. The minimum chiyuv, I'm telling you that's what the minimum chiyuv is. But if you want to know what Akash Baruch Hu wants, Akash Baruch Hu wants us to be learning 24-7, all day, all night, and getting a job is really pretty of it. So those are four different ways of how we have reconciled the Shita of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. Let's go now to Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael, um, on the one hand over here, he is saying, it sounds like he wants us, the Torah is directing us both to learn Torah, but also to get a job. So why was he so against Dama ben Matima? He kind of said it. So I think the easiest answer is, Either that's his nephew, or what, when, when was he Makal? I'll say it like this. Is Rabbi Ishmael really telling us that it's not a problem to go and spend a day on the golf course? Right? And then you can work. Right? So what was he saying? He was saying, listen, the Torah is telling me you need to learn Torah, but you also need to work. Dama ben Latina, what was he asking? Chochma Yevanit. Let's even say it's secular uh, uh, degree. And Rabbi Ishmael didn't hold that secular degree was necessary. Okay, so you say, what's the hetter? Might be done. You're either learning or you're doing something productive. Something productive, you're going to work. Chochmi Yavanit, according to Rabbi Ishmael, didn't fit into either of them, and basically because of that, it's a problem. But if you need to go work, the same thing more. And therefore, we have resolved the contradiction within Rabbi Ishmael. Now, before we continue uh, to decide. Who we passing like Rabbi Ishmael or Rabbi Shimba uh, Yochai? Let's read a few Mishnayot. Rabban Gamliel Benoshah Rabbi Yudah Nasi Omer Pirke Avot Yafet Talmud Torah in Derech Eretz Shriigat Shneim Mashakachat Avot. Beautiful is both Torah learning together with um, with work. Derech Eretz in the in the language of the Tanaim at least 
is usually referred to as, as some type of parnasa, some type of work. When you toil in both of them, you don't uh, sin, get, there's no time to sin. But if you have Torah learning without work, so far, but at the end of the day, you'll have to be mavatel your Torah learning because you'll be starving. You'll need to. Not only that, it will cause sin. Now, this Mishnah is taken on a different level. I.e., up until now, we saw that according to Rabbi Yishmael, it sounds like the directive of the Torah is a balance between work and um, and learning Torah. And Rabbi Hashem Yochai seemed to imply that at least ideally we should be learning all together. Here, the Mishnah seems to imply that if you, it's not just it's the Torah is telling you it's a good idea to do both. If you don't do both, you might be over on some type of Avera. You're going to cause, it's going to cause you to sin. According to the way we are now explaining right. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, it would appear that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is more maker than Rabbi Shmuel. Because Could let's take the case of Chochmo Yvonne's second study. Right. According to Rabbi Shmuel, he says don't engage in secular studies if you need to work go to work. According to Rabbi Yish, according to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochoi, if you're Amcha, then just say the parashio of Kriyachim and then right. if you want to go study secular studies. Correct. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says, as you say, that basically it could come out that according to Rabbi Ishmael, there's no distinction between anyone, i.e. the Chiyuv is on everyone to learn as much as possible when you're not working, as opposed to Rashbi, well, let's distinguish between the Rosh Hashiva and Amcha. And Achinami, it could be that according to this, which we're thinking in a Rabbi Ishmael, it could be that Rabbi Ishmael is actually the more Mahmir one, because he has one standard for everybody. And it's a very high standard, but it's not a exclusive standard in terms of only this, only that. It's a both, but a very high standard on both. Now, the reason why he didn't want to be matter because it wasn't little edit. Why, why does he say in the Gemara in Brachot? It's because he says, you need to go to work. That's right. 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 So if you're doing something which is for that, presumably he would say that's okay. Correct. I think... Uh, so uh, which, uh, would, which would tally then with this, the mission in Brachot? Yeah, yeah. This is, this, this, is, uh, this is a supporting with Rabbi yeah. Ishmael. It's just highlighting... This mission is just highlighting, it's not just that it's a directive, but if you, you go too much to the one side, you, it, it, it could be considered an Avera. That's, uh, but I agree, this, this mission seems to go within the Shittah of Rabbi Yishma. And that's, by the way, what, uh, what the grass is. Look in the, the next Mishnah. Um, there's no bread and butter, there's not going to be any, um, no learning of Torah. If there's no Torah, there's no, no flower, literally. Says the Gra, the Brachot, the Ganecha. It sounds like this mission is going to Rabbi Shmuel. But then look at the next mission in Pirkei Avot. Rabbi Nachman Yibena Kane Omer, Kol Hamakabel Alav Ol Torah Mavirin Mimenu Ol Malchut VeOl Derecheret. Anyone who accepts upon himself the yoke of Torah, so he doesn't have Ol Malchut. We doesn't have to pay his taxes. According, you know. We organize it milamala, shamayim organizes, you won't have to pay taxes. That's also the halacha, that a certain taxes on the Talmud Chochem he doesn't have to pay. And also he won't have to earn a parnasa. But that doesn't speak about Talmud Torah. That speaks about the old Torah. That's Kiyom Mitzvot as well. You mean it's Kiyom Mitzvot? Okay, could be. Look, look, look at the gra. Look at the gra. The old Derech Eretz. Kamosh HaKadam prepared Shishu the Barachot. So you want to say that the gra is not necessarily saying to Talmud Torah, it could be a person living in Alpha Torah. Okay, very nice, very macabre. That could very well be an option. So we have the Shita of Rabbi Ishmael. We have the Shita of, um, of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Who do we pass him up? Let's leave the Kilat Yaakov for a moment, and I want to go to the Rambam on page uh, 136. 
famous Rambam Hilchot Shmita V'Yovel. The Lama, he talks about why did Shevet Levi not get um, not get a nachala in Eretz Yisrael and they don't get any of the spoils. Shevet Levi are going to be the teachers of Torah and therefore they, they are basically holy people and they, don't, they're not, they shouldn't be dealing with uh, all types of physical issues and monetary affairs. Now the Rambam continues. Halacha Yud Gimel. Velo Shevet Levi Bilbad. Not only the tribe of Levi. Ela kol ish v'ishmi kol olam. Any person from the entire world. By the way, mi kol olam. Kol ish v'ish. It sounds like even a non-Jew. But, but um, there are achronim that are medayik that from his lashon. Asher nidvaru chowito. That his spirit has generously motivates him. He wants to only serve Hashem, know Hashem. That's what he wants to dedicate his life to. And he has removed the yoke of the cheshbonot. We translate it over here as the reckonings that people seek. I don't know what, uh, what the best uh, translation would be here. This is a real holy uh, person. Now, how is he going to get Parnassah, this person? He'll merit to get, you know, whatever. Hashem will provide. It sounds like, look at Harei David, Alav HaShalom Amar, Menat Chelki, because he, Ata Tomech, Gorali. HaKosh Baruch who's going to worry about it. One could assume that based on this Rambam, who's this Rambam, who's, if we were to choose, is he going like Rav Shimon Ba Yochai, or is he going like Rabbi Ishmael? It sounds like he's going like Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon Ba Yochai. That basically... Sorry, oh, the Rav Shimon Bayochaim Brachot, right? Rav Shimon Bayochaim Brachot, that basically, this is the ideal, and, and, and we look at it in a very positive light. Kodesh, Kodashemi defines these people. And how does that fit in with the Mishnah that we saw? Right? That, you know, it's going to cause Aveira if you don't have a balanced uh, this. But, but yeah, I, I don't know why, uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's unfortunate that it's not in the Tzuba books, that it was left out. But I think it's very important to quote the Rambam in Hilchot Talmud Torah. The Rambam in Hilchot Talmud Torah, in Perik Shlishi, says something um, quite vociferous, I would say it like this. Halacha um, Yud. Kol ha-mesim al-libo betorah. Anyone who will wants to learn Torah and not go get a job, and will get his money from tzedakah. This is a desecration of God. And it is a degradation of the actual Torah. He has extinguished the light of religion. He's causing terrible things to himself. You can't get benefit from Torah in this world. Wow. So, so uh, this Rambam sounds uh, very much in the camp of Rabbi Shema. Right? That you shouldn't be you shouldn't be going out and getting, uh, you shouldn't be just learning, but that you should be, uh, you should be working in other rabbi to get money to, to learn. According to the Rambam, it's mamish, mamish. I mean, he doesn't say this about many things. Bizaita Torah, Kiba or Hadat. Get money to learn or get money to teach. Oh. He says, He doesn't, it's not clear. Because oh, I, I thought it meant to teach. So he's saying as a as a rub, in other words, the, the rub shouldn't be getting money. The rub shouldn't get money. So, but okay, it doesn't really. Okay, the, the, no. The truth is that the poskim do make a distinction, but most of them make a distinction in favor of the that it's easier to pay a rub 
than to pay a person who's just sitting and learning. But, but I, there is a distinction. It didn't, it's not clear that the Rambam makes such a distinction. There is a distinction in the past game, um, but even then, it's not clear which one is the easier one to do. So, so what's going on here within the Rambam? Yeah? It's interesting, Rav Salvech pointed out that if you look at the beginning of Yilchus Talmud Torah, it starts off by saying, who's Mukhiyah to teach whom? And only afterwards, it says, no matter whether he's young or old or rich or poor or whatever, right. learn Torah. Says Rambam, it should have been phrased exactly. It says Rambam, it should have been phrased exactly the opposite. Right. First, who's required? Who's who? Right. He says, you see from there that according to the Rambam, the eager mitzvah of Talmud Torah is to, to teach, teach Torah, but I can't teach unless I've learned first. Right. That's it. Okay. But Very the good. The person who just sits all day and learns Torah and doesn't share it with anybody, according to him. Right. But we still have a kasha within the Rambam. So we, we, we have Shita Rav Yishmael, Shita Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. We then have um, a Rambam who, we, we have Mishnayot that seem to be going in the camp of Rav Yishmael, Mishnayot that seem to be in the camp of Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. We have a Rambam who is very difficult because he has to be, I mean, Rabbi Yishmael doesn't have to agree with Rav, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, but the Rambam has to agree with the Rambam. So how, how does this halacha in Talmud Torah, by the way, in his Perusha Mishnayot, is even more vociferous. Um, uh, this is the shortened version. Um, and how does that fit in with Hilchot Shemitah, uh, the Yovel? So what he said over there, that basically it is permitted. So having said all that, we seem to be at a loss. It's not clear where, where we are holding. Um, let's see what the Shulchan Aruch says. Okay, Shulchan Aruch, and, and, and then maybe we can try and once we, we pass, and let's try and see how we can resolve. Um, are we passing like Rabbi Shimon Yochai or according to Rabbi Yishmael? And how are we going to resolve the Rambam? So let's see. Source number 11 says the Shulchan Aruch, Yelech Li'iskav, the person he's talking about after Hilchot Shachrit, he says, Yelech Li'iskav, person should go to work. The call to Rasha any Mamelacha, so far not a betela, but great about. I.e., sounds like Shitat Rabishma, that if you don't have work and learning, it's going to cause sin. Kia oni avirena davar kono, because the poverty will cause him to transgress the will of his creator. Mikol makom loya semelachto ikar ela arai, betorato keva beze beze yit kayem biado. Here, the Shulchan Aruch adds in a very important line. He says, Okay, I'm passing like Rabbi Shimon Yishma. Like Rabbi Yishma. However, person has to understand that what's the Ikar and what's the Tafel? The Ikar is that person has to be learning Torah. Nachon, you have to work. But, what's the Keba? What's the Arai? Now, what does Keba and Arai mean? Does that mean I have to be learning nine hours a day and, and working three hours a day? Is it, is it a... Quantitative. A quantitative amount. Rabbeinu Tam says no. Rabbeinu Tam says that it seems like the, the work is more in terms of the hours. That, cause, but the, the, the idea is to make it qualitative. Right? So when the Shulchan Aruch is over here, it could be that if we're going to accept the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam, that's a machloket within the Baal Right? but it could very well be that nachon, most of the day I'm still working, but... If I, uh, the question is, what's the Ikar, what's the Tafel? And the question also is, what is my Kavua? What doesn't change? Says him again, Abraham. Melachto Ikar, Perush, Yase, Rakadei Parnasato. person shouldn't be running after making billions. Right? He should be basically putting enough to put on the table. Now, putting on the table today is very different to putting on the table in the times of Chazal. Right? You know, I'm saying a person has to earn a Parnasa today. It's very different to earning a Parnasa in the times of Chazal. So whatever it is the you need to do. So the Magen Abraham is clearly understanding that the Shulchan Aruch has passed in like Rabbi Yishmael. This is what everyone should be uh, doing. And it works. It works. Go get a job. But you also got to learn Torah. You have to understand the balance between the two. That Torah has to be the keva, whether that is on a quantitative level or on a qualitative level, that's a discussion. But that 
is how we should view it. Now, the Maharsha, on the other hand, the Maharsha says, Harbe Asukrabi Yishma, Nire Lefaresh, the Vada Yesh Tzadikim Gemurim, the Makriyam Bahusha Melechat Atzman Nasetal Yedeacherim, Ela Dematim Ema. There are certain righteous individuals where they don't need to work, they can sit and learn, and people, other people will take care of them. Right? It's just that, it's just that it's, what the Gemara was saying is we don't paskin like Rabbi Yishmael that, that it, it's, it's an absolute. What the Gemara was saying is that for the majority of people it's not going to work. Right? But if there are a few individuals where it is going to work, so right? and therefore they can do such a thing. And that's how the Marasha understands it. And it could very well be that that's also the shit of the Magen Abraham. The Magen Abraham is saying, just Hebra, I know, we're passing like Rabbi Ishmael, not, not to the exclusion of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. It's, this is, for the majority of Am Yisrael, they have to pass in like Rabbi Ishmael, because it's not going to work. But if there are a few individuals that can elevate themselves to that level and get to that level, that will be okay. Look at the Bira Halacha. This din of Rabbi Ishmael, that's for the general population. How many people can just sit and learn all day, all night? But certain individuals, you will always be able to find that they... They can dedicate themselves to learning Torah. And therefore what? Then HaKadosh Baruch will worry about finding them a Parnasa. And just skip to the end. Says the Chofetz Chaim, the Bira Alacha. If there are individuals that feel that they can aspire to they are allowed to do that. Not only that, definitely if there's a person that's willing to support someone, he doesn't have to worry that it's going to cause him sin. So, it seems like based on the Shulchan Aruch and the, um, and the Mishaburah, I would summarize it as follows. For general population, we Paskin like Rabbi Yishmael, that people need to work and need to learn Torah. The balance needs to be fine-tuned. Um, you know, not just working all the time and, and spending five minutes a day of, of learning Torah, but there, there has to be a balance, but that is for most people. That is, it does not say that there are few people that can't dedicate themselves to learning Torah. For those people, they can pass like Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and that is acceptable, and the Gemara never said it's not acceptable, and they don't have to worry about the sin because those people are on such a uh, madrega and, and it should be okay. And how come the greatest of the Tanayim, right? for example, in his generation, Rabbi Yoshua, was, yet Rabbi Yoshua was a blacksmith. So the, the Kesef Mishnah, by the way, who, who brings that as a proof? The Rambam in his Perusha Mishnayot, the long version, where he says that it's asked to basically sit and learn and get Panasa mit Panes Minat Tzedakah, he says, not just Rabbi Yoshua, he talks about Hillel, who was a woodcopper, the whole list. And the Kesef Mishnah, now the Kesef Mishnah is usually the great defender of the Rambam. He takes on the Ravid, wherever he can, the Kesef Mishnah. Maran Beit Yosef, he's, uh, probably his, his favorite posek is, is the Rambam. Over here, 180 degrees, he goes against the Rambam. And he says for two reasons. He says all the, the Tanaim that, that the Rambam brought as a proof, he says that was before they became Doleador. I'm not sure how you deal with Rabbi Yoshua, because that's Mefurash, that's explicit that he was, he was sitting in the Beit Din and he was also working. I agree. That would be a difficulty. I don't know. I, I think the case of Mishnah also deals with that. But it's clearly, he said, it's not, the, it's not the majority. All of those people. Hillel, when was he cutting wood? That was when no one knew who he was, right? He was like, but when, once he became the Nasi Vada'i, he didn't carry on uh, cutting wood. And therefore, the, so the, first of all, he said, um, it's not the majority of the Tanaim and the Amoraim. And he said, all Dolei Yisrael, before the time of the Rambam, and after the time of the Rambam, didn't agree with him. And took Parnasa, right? That's number one. He says, so he thinks the Rambam's wrong. He says, but then he says, 
even if the Rambam is correct, even if the Rambam is correct, he thinks that Kol Dorei Hadorot, all the Chachamim of all the generations, came to a conclusion, that even if the Rambam is correct, they said if we don't allow people to basically get a Parnassah and, and learn Torah, What's going to be with the Torah? The Torah is going to be forgotten. So it was begeder eight lasot lashem heferu Torah techa. So those are the two answers of the of the kesef mishnah. And basically, so halach lamaisi doesn't pass like the Rambam. Doesn't pass like the Rambam. Now, what about the situation today? So we said according to the Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah Brura. Sorry. What? It's not clear that he was talking about everyone. It's not clear that he was talking about. It could be that he's talking about Amcha. He's talking about the Amcha. But for, for, for the rabbis, but they, they, can, they can get paid. Shulchan Aruch does say that. This is in Arachayim. Arachayim is talking about them. But in Yoridei, he says that they can, they, they, they can. He doesn't agree with the Rambam at all. Now, um, either because he thinks he's wrong or because But now, the question is, what about the movement uh, to in our generation? And then Rav Moshe Feinstein says, and anyone who wants to leave Yeshiva to go get a job because he's a machmer like the shita of the Rambam, he says that's the eight of the Yetzirah. That's Yetzirah. That's not true. Uh, that's not a true um, authentic One answer in the Rambam is that the Rambam in Hilchot Shemitah wasn't talking about Talmud Torah. was talking about dedicating his life to, um, to Yiddishkeit and things like that. It's not, not clear that there's a stira, the Achronim trying to, to resolve the shit of the Rambam. When it comes to Allah Lamaisa, it seems that the Shulchan Aruch passed like Rabbi Shmal, but the person has to be kovea, itim, in a very serious manner. The Mishnaburah seemed to imply that, you know, if some people want to dedicate their lives to learning Torah, that's fine and it's not a problem. And, and, the, and then the question is, okay, but that, that kind of went into this massive movement, the Kolel movement. And I, one as a person who is, who is a director of, of a, a Kolel uh, program, so this is a big question for me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But according to Rav Moshe Feinstein, he says that, Are eight lasot lashem techa? Or we don't pass on like the Rambam. Simple. We don't pass on like the Rambam regarding this halacha. Um, and he's got who to back him up. There is a sheet of the Ramah. I didn't get to read it inside. The Ramah, the Ramah is not so clear-cut. I'll, I'll say it like that. The Ramah is not so clear-cut. Even though if you, 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 people quote the Ramah in Reish Mem Vav. Um, Reish Mem, sorry, uh, Reish Nun Vav. Uh, sorry, Reish Mem Vav. Reish Mem Vav. But um, in your idea, uh, it's, a, it's a discussion what the, exactly the shita of the Ramah is, um, but let's leave that for now. Let's move on. Yes. Can, can we look at two different perspectives? Yes. Perspective, I, idea number one is a person who's just sitting in Kolel and learning, whether he's really learning or he's not learning, is a different story. Okay. The other is the person who is sitting in Kolel and is learning. In order to take the chinuch for the rabbanu, and go out and teach, in order to become a teacher, and so that his his learning is going to translate into masa, right? And that's a that's an extremely laudable thing to do. I agree with you hundred percent. The program that I run, it's a five year program. After the end of the five years, the people have to go on shlichut as teachers, as rabbis, to give to the communities. And therefore, I have less of a problem with the Shita of the Rambam because I think that is, that mm-hmm. is um, even maybe the Rambam would agree with such a, with such a, with such a program, I think. Even, um, even if, like what you said, the Rob said, is that according to the Rambam... The Ikar is to teach. Ikar is to teach. Right, right. So, uh, I agree with you. There's definitely room to make such a Chiluk. I believe in that Chiluk uh, myself. That's why in our program there's a limit. It's five or six years, and then they have to go out. 
Um, but I'm trying to say that one, you know, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein wasn't uh, necessarily talking only about people that were going to become Rabbonim, etc. He was trying. He was defending the Kolel. Um, world, which basically, if a person can learn from eight, 18 to 80 uh, without a teaching, that was also and he was defending that. So we've, we've pretty much, I think, given the different opinions, seen them, and uh, man, man, the kapid, uh, man, each, each unto their own. Yeah, every, every person would go for, according to his own, uh, own uh, rov, I think, obviously, in uh, the Mizrahi uh, offices, we, we have a certain hashkofa, uh, but uh, I think Shavim Panim Latorah and different, uh, they're definitely Gedoilim on both sides of the fence that are supporting each opinion. Okay, uh, we have, we have uh, a few minutes left, so I just want to discuss um, an important what is the purpose of Talmud Torah? And we'll see based on that. There might be some nafkaminas that will start today, but please God, we'll continue uh, next week, especially when it comes to women's learning. So, if you look at the Gemara Masechah Kiddushin, Chavtet, Lelam Dol Torah, right? You have to teach your son Torah. Minalan, Dichti, Belimaratem Otam Et Beneichem. Right? You have to teach your children Torah, or your son's Torah. Beheich Adelo Agmari Abua, where his father didn't teach him. Mechayav Iu Lemigre Nafsheh. He has to learn himself. It sounds like from here, when is there a chiyuv for I have to teach my son and if, my, if I didn't teach my son, my son has to learn himself. Until it sounds like the son, if his father taught him, that's it. doesn't have to teach himself. Could, could, could we... You don't, you don't think that uh, that's a diuk from, the, from the, the Gemara? It says, I have to teach. Implying, and if I don't teach, then my son has to teach himself. And if you did teach, is there a chiyuv to, uh, to, to, to learn further? Possibly. I agree. It's not chad uh, mashmai. Rav, Rav Al-Ghazi wanted yeah. to try and understand from that Gemara that the chiyuv is focusing on... In, you only have a chiyuv to basically learn if your father didn't teach you. But if your father t- taught you, then you no, kind of... I think it's just talking about that specific thing, what the obligation of the father, right? Right. I, mean, I don't think you can derive anything from, uh, from this. It's not talking in general whether you should learn. Ah, yeah. Just, ah, yeah. Right? ah, yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. Okay. Look at the Rambam. The person has to hire a teacher. If his father didn't teach him, he has to teach himself when he becomes aware. That learning comes before action. You always have to learn in order to act, but um, you know, if you just act, you're never going to learn. Now, it sounds like the Rambam of here is clearly what's the purpose of learning in order to act, right? Look at the Rambam in Hilchot Talmud Torah. Alef Chet, Kol Ish Mishal Chayav Talmud Torah, Bein Ani, Bein Ashir, Bein Shalem Begufo, Bein Bal Yisurim. Whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're healthy, whether you're suffering, Bein Bachur, Bein Shaya Zakein. Whether you're young, whether you're old. Afir Ani Mitpanes Minatzedaka. Even a poor person who is relying on charity. Is a beggar. A person even has got many a wife and many children. Both in the day and the night. Until when is a person obligated? Until the day of his death. Now, here the Beis HaLevi says that Either you can say there's a contradiction in the Rambam, but I agree, it's not clear that there's a contradiction. But the, the Beisah lady wants to say that there are two aspects in the Chiyuv of Talmud Torah. Chiyuv number one is, look at the Beisah lady. we'll say, do this inside very briefly. There are two aspects to it. Echad, k'day leida he'ach umalasot, v'im lo yilmot, he'ach yekayem. I need, in order to know what to do, I need to learn. 
I'd call that a Heksha Mitzvah. On a certain level, why am, why am I learning Torah? I need to know what to do. If I know, if I know what to do, I don't need to learn. But if I, if I don't know what to do, I need to learn in order to know what to do. I, there's no essence of learning for the sake of learning. I need to learn in order to know what to do. That might be begetter Heksha Mitzvah. Velo Amaretz Chasid Omnam Yesh Od Ma'ala is the second element of Talmud Torah. Learning for the sake of learning. I, the mitzvah of learning is not to know what to, how to put on tefillin, but it's, it's, that is the mitzvah itself. mitzvot, or what we'll call like a, a hechsher mitzvah, vegam tachlit and the actual essence of it itself. Right? Uh, <clears throat> and that's what Dama ben Natina was asking. What was his question? His question to Rabbi Ishmael was, I know what to do. I've learned Yechot Tfilin, and I've learned Yechot Tzitzit, and I've learned Yechot Shabbos. I know what to do. I've got the Shulchan Aruch down pat Baal Peh. I know all the halachot. I know what to do. Can I go learn Chochmah Yivani? And what was Rabbi Ishmael's answer? Yeah, you've learned... In terms of, in order to know what to do. Tzadah. You know Shulchan Aruch backwards, that's fine. But what about learning for the sake of learning? If that, you still, you're never going to finish, right? And therefore, Rabbi Ghazi wanted to say that that's actually the machloket between, that, that the first din of the Gemara of teaching was in order to know what to do. And therefore, once you, you know, if your father taught you, you don't have to worry about it because your father taught you. But the other is the second element of learning that you have to do until the day you die. So those are two elements of um, two elements of Talmud Torah, and it fits very nicely with the Gemara in Masechet Nedarim. I'll say it outside the Gemara in Masechet Nedarim says, "Why did the Torah basically? Why did the Why did Hashem destroy the the Beit Hamikdash? Why were we sent into Galut?" And everyone gives different answers, and the Gemara basically says, um, "No one knew what the answer is." Then they asked Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "Vayomer Hashem al ozvam et Torati Hashem natati lifnehem." What does it mean that they left my Torah? And Amar Rabbi Yudah Amar Rav she'ain mevarchin b'Torah Tchila. They didn't make a bracha on uh, Torah itself. So here says the Beit Halevi in Source Twenty Three. What does that mean? It means that they only viewed Torah as a hechsher mitzvah. I.e., I need to learn Torah in order to know what to do. But the, the essence of learning Torah for the sake of learning Torah, they didn't see that as a value. And because they didn't see that as a value, they disdained the Torah. And that's what it means. They didn't see it as a mitzvah in and of itself. That's how the Beit HaLevi explains that Gemara. Um, and that chiluk is going to be a very important chiluk when it comes to nafkaminas of Birkota HaTorah, when it comes to women's learning, that we'll discuss all next week. Okay, we didn't get to the sugya of... Um, we didn't get to a lot, but... Shakar. <laughs>